Welcome to Dominion Cast. My name is Devin. And I'm Josiah, and today we're going to be asking each other about our least favorite things. That is not weird. No, we're doing our favorite things, because yes. <laughs> apparently that's more positive. It is. We've, we were talking about this earlier, but it's like, you're like my natural foil, because right. I'm enthusiastic. I'm an enthusiastic person, okay? Mm-hmm. But I love hating on things. Whereas I'm a more laid-back person, but I enjoy being very positive. Right, and so we kind of balance each other out, but he's been getting the kick of positivity. Yes. Even though I do get the first question to just completely mm-hmm. just obliterate something. for I won't go yes. too long. Because the mm-hmm. the first question is, favorite thing to rant about? Um, so, okay, it's not, we're not doing questions. We're, this is a statement. Yes. We're being declarative. So this is like get to know you statements. Statements, not questions. We're, we're not, you're not, you don't get to ask us things. Okay, actually we, can, we created this stuff. We can word right. it as we're asking each other. Fine, but we're not even asking. We're just saying. One of us can read off the questions, okay. and then we can both give the answers. Okay. We're asking ourselves. We're looking in- inward and being introspective. Okay. Well, that about non-serious things. I'm, I'm cool with that, as long as okay. there's no questions being asked. Actually, we're going to probably ask questions I at some bad point. bad news for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm really worried. Okay, favorite thing to rant about, you go first. Favorite thing to rant about, um, for me, it is most definitely the show Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. because I really like Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I feel like Star Wars Rebels did not live up to the expectations, and I feel like it also retroactively makes Star Wars The Clone Wars worse by its design decisions. I'm going to leave it at that, so that this is not a seven-hour podcast. I mean, you also have the old Fullmetal Alchemist yes. that you hate. Yeah, I equally hate... The 2003 Full Metal Alchemist. I just thought I would, I would throw that out there. I thought about just it. So you could be hated from two different communities at once. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I decided I hate Rebels more. Right. Because my deal is that Full Metal Alchemist was written, but then it was adapted early into an anime of the 2003 Full Metal Alchemist, which did its own thing and changed the story. Right. But then the second anime that they did over it. Metal Alchemist Brotherhood correctly adapted the manga the way it was written. So, whereas Rebels retroactively makes the show worse, the 2003 Full Metal Alchemist you can look at in a vacuum because the original story still exists the way it was meant to be told, mm-hmm. and Brotherhood still adapts it. Right. So, you can ignore it without it affecting your view of Brotherhood or the manga. But with Rebels, there are plot threads in the Clone Wars that only get answered in Rebels. And mm-hmm. since Rebels is subpar, then if you want a resolution to a phenomenal show, you have to look to a less phenomenal show. So that's why Rebels beats it out for me personally. Right. Yeah, because you can definitely compare it to something that is amazing. Right. Um, and I agree completely, unequivocally. Like, that's... that's it, it, is, it is horrible. And anybody who says any it different, is. fight us. Don't. Um, Keep it to yourselves. But talk I'm it. ready. <laughs> you're you're obviously not ready. We'll get you a sword. I feel strongly about it. Probably won't fight anyone over it. Seriously? Probably not. Fine. Then you. Okay, that's fine. I feel less serious about um, it than he does. Right. It is well, my favorite will, thing to rant about. Eventually, we will talk about it. 
because it's Star Wars and we like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of Star Wars. We can only do so much. We could right, and I, I this isn't a Star Wars channel, but that's right. just our one of we something that we're equally passionate about. Right. So that's what we've been we've been focusing on, but mm-hmm. it is going to be more of just creativity and stuff later on after we mm-hmm. you know push past that. That's why we're doing stuff like this. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing to rant about um, is something that was such a big fad. Just, just, oh my gosh, it's, it, it was, it was horrible. It was awful. Um, and you know, I just resist fads anyway, but this one was kind of like really, I really didn't like just because of obvious reasons to me. Um, Hamilton, the musical, what an abomination. Yikes. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's, 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 that may be a little strong. That's very strong. But because, so let me, I'm going to clarify my position here because I've always just hated on it, but it does get people to learn about history and learn about what actually happened. So they learn about it in the musical, but this is what's supposed to happen. In ideal world, this is what's supposed to happen. Mm. You watch a musical about something that happened in history. Oh, this is interesting. I like this. Okay. What, what actually happened? Let me look more into this. And then they go and look into history and they learn about it for themselves. What was happening was people would just watch the musical and be like, Oh, that's what happened. And like that's it, and like that they wouldn't dig dig deeper. Yeah, and it's it just Alexander Hamilton was not a great guy, and and they 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 mentioned what his faults and everything, but he was not a great guy. He really wasn't. He also wasn't president <laughs> ever. Okay. He founded the treasury, which I which I understand. The musical doesn't state that he became. No, president. I know, I know, but that but that's the that, that's not its fault. So if people misunderstand, right. and Think, oh, he was a president. That's well, not yeah. on the music. I'm just side note. That's on them. Right. It, it's not. But that's but. Yeah, he never got to be president. I think he was going to run for president before Aaron Burr shot him in the in the, in the body. Um, I think he would have ran body. for. <laughs> In the head. In, in the, in the, in the, in the it was it, it was it was on his person. He got shot on his person. I think that he was going to run for president before Alexander Hamilton shot himself in the soul. Snap! Oh man, I'm done. Let's <laughs> see you guys. Later. Let's see if we're done. Guys, like I'm, I'm. That's. If, you I'm just, I'm completely done. Like, that was, that was amazing. You've listened to the musical. You know what I'm talking about. See, he feels, he feels like this too. We can talk about Um, Hamilton at a date. We'll talk about it. Talk about it later. But But it's his favorite thing to rant about. Now that I got that out of my system and he got it out of my system for me, because that was better than what anything I could have said, um, we're going to move on to favorite Pixar movie. Um, I didn't get the chance to think about this one because I was thinking about more questions. Um, (laughs) But I can take uh, this one. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I'll you go first again. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my favorite Pixar movie is, without a doubt, Toy Story. I know that that's like a cop out answer, but for me, it legitimately is my favorite Pixar movie. I know it's a lot of people, or it's what people say most of the time, mm-hmm. but for me, it is legitimately a movie that I grew up with, and that as a kid, I would watch on a daily basis to my parents' great annoyance. But I liked it then. And I still like it now because it's a movie that appeals to a wide range of people for a bunch of different reasons. And that's quite right. a testament to its quality. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's a movie that I grew up on. Like, that was, like, one of the first movies I ever watched over and over and over again. Um, my favorite is Toy Story 2. And this is that's legitimate. This is fair. legitimate. 
Like, I, I forgot about it, but I'm like, wait a second. I went to think about the other ones, and Toy Story 2 is amazing. Because it was even made better by Toy Story 3. Because the yeah. whole movie is about Woody getting lost, and then he finds these other people who actually used to be his family, quote-unquote, and who he used to work with and did everything with. And then he goes to leave Andy, and the toys rescue him. Mm-hmm. In Toy Story 3... He is the one saying, we got to keep this together. You can't abandon Andy. The reason why he's so, um, he believes in it so much is because he almost made that mistake. Mm-hmm. And so then the movie is him rescuing them back. So that's, that's it, it's such good parallels, but it starts in Toy Story 2. And it's, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. it's really, really good. Um, yeah. For me personally, I still think that Toy Story 1 is the superior movie. If only and I get that. because it laid the groundwork, it laid the foundation. Right. You know, CGI movies weren't really a thing before mm-hmm. Toy Story. So that, mm-hmm. coupled with introducing the characters, the worlds, and the concept, for me, make Toy Story 1 the superior movie. Right. And don't forget about Mrs. Nesbitt. Right. Like that's, <laughs> what am I even thinking? Right. <laughs> Mrs. Nesbitt makes exactly. the first movie so much better. Yeah. Obviously. I completely I completely agree. That alone. Yeah, that, that's it's superior. Far superior. Definitely. Um, favorite villain. I'm taking this one. Darth Vader. Boom. Okay. I don't know if that's what you were going to pick. Probably not. If you pick the one from your series, <laughs> even though he's pretty great, I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, I feel like if I choose a villain, it has to be a villain that already exists. Okay. In a piece of media that is actually existent. Right. But I pick Vader. I, f- no, I feel like no Vader tagsies. exists in a piece of media. He, he does. But, I, but what I'm saying is, is that you can't have him. That's fair. Or at I, least you can't have him first. I can abide by that. I mean, you can have him, but just, I, I did it first. Mm-hmm. So, fire away. There's all, oh, Darth Vader for, for obvious reasons, but I want to hear yours. Hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. Well, it wasn't for me. <laughs> well, no. Because <laughs> Vader is Vader. That's true. <sighs> and we go into much more detail about that in the podcasts. Yes. About the original trilogy. Oh, so, good. okay, while you're thinking... Um, Vader is such a good villain. He starts out, depending on where you think this all starts, uh, because everyone looks at it differently. Uh, in episode four, he's the, he's, he's a villain. Episode five, he's the main villain. And in episode six, um, he, he completes his arc that happened in the first, in the prequel, uh, chrono, not chronologically, chronologically for the universe. Um, to like it starts in episode one and it ends in episode six and it completes the entire arc but he's so intimidating he's like we talked about excessively just Mm -hmm. he's not cruel in any way in the movies at least like he's just it it is kind of cruel to you whenever you're thinking about it from our perspective because we're not exposed to that all the time Mm -hmm. but it it's more of that he just tells his officers what to do they don't do what he tells them to do and sometimes he gives them a second chance, but other times he feels completely justified just snapping their neck. Mm-hmm. But if he makes a mistake, he's not going to lash out in anger. Right. Which is what Anakin would have done. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, because <laughs> Anakin, whenever the Tuscan Raiders killed, uh, or Shmi, Shmi died or whatever, he killed every single one of them. Yeah. Not just the men. Gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> But it just it just wasn't the men. Like it wasn't it wasn't just the men. We're just going mm-hmm. just just fill in the blanks. Um, but yeah, he just completely completely lashes out at people who didn't who weren't even involved. Children. Yeah. And the women. I I, I did. I, them I, too. I, I went the yeah, them too. Yeah. Um, 
But in the you know in the movies he's and com- whenever he's Vader he's actually more just than he was as Anakin. That is an interesting. Which is in the movies. I know in the comics he's kind of like a just a killing machine in some of them. But in the movies at least he's very very just and mm-hmm. it makes sense why he does the things that he does. Yeah. So, do you have yours? I do have mine. Fantastic. So I considered a couple. Um, you know, there's a bunch of great ones like Azula from The Last Airbender or Wrath from Fullmetal Alchemist. But the deal with both of those, and even Vader to a certain extent, is that they are just the ones who are following orders. Like, they are subservient to someone greater than themselves. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, if you want, like, the ultimate villain or great villain, you want to go with someone who's calling all the shots. Okay. In that sense, you want to find someone who is truly at the top of the ladder. But most of the time, when you get someone like that, it'll just be some one-dimensional villain. You know, your Palpatines, your Saurons, the people that are giving orders to lesser beings. But there is one villain who is at the top. He interacts in interesting ways with all of the characters, and he is three-dimensional. He's not just one-dimensional and evil for the sake of being evil. And that villain is the Darkling from... Le Bardugo's Shadow and Bone trilogy. He is absolutely phenomenal. I wrote an article about him if you want to check it out. It's pretty good. He is the best villain in so many different ways. He is terrifying to all of the different characters, not for his power, but for his personality. He and what he is capable of doing morally are the crux of his character. But all of it is motivated because he just wants to make his country strong. That's a good motivation. It's Mm -hmm. not just he wants power for the sake of power. He wants to make his country strong so that he can protect the people he's supposed to be leading. It's compelling. But in doing so, he manipulates everyone around him to the point where everyone around him is scarred by the mere memory of him years later. Mm -hmm. He is compelling. He's interesting. He's three-dimensional. And he's the one calling all the shots, which, in my opinion puts him above other villains all right uh on to question number four or favorite number four mm-hmm. uh favorite gaming console uh you go first on this one because i definitely do not have to think about this one i definitely have my answer but i'm just giving you right very generous of you yeah uh my yeah. favorite is the nintendo gamecube purely for nostalgia it's the one i grew up with it is super cool uh, at a great game library, most of it has been ported to other systems simply because all of them were really good. Everything from Pikmin to Smash Brothers Melee, Luigi's Mansion, the Metroid Prime games, Twilight Princess, all around a phenomenal game console. Hmm. Very few duds. Giveaway yep. in description. No. 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 It's not happening. Oh, we're giving away Devin, not the GameCube. Oh, oh. Devin giveaway in the description. Yeah, we have a limited supply uh, of those. We no, we we do. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about supply and demand, we have one and demand is zero. So we have plenty. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yes. No, I'm not. Favorite gaming console. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I. Um, never, I've never played a GameCube. You're one step closer to death. <laughs> Ever. Like, Dylan had one, one our, our friend Dylan. Um, 
he had one growing up, and he would always play hmm. it whenever I come over. But he just, <laughs> he just wouldn't. I just wouldn't play. Like they, oh I would gosh. watch them. Like Jonathan would be like, uh, yeah, "Hey, hey, can I play?" And he'd be like, "Sure." And he'd just sit Smash. down and play. And I just watch. Like, get a new controller every time because I always break all the buttons because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Half that's true. <laughs> he, he, he did have to buy a new remote. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm yeah. very disappointed. But that's not the question. I'm just, I'm just saying. Correct. I know that a lot of people like that one. It's like the, that's like their favorite because they grew up on it. I mm-hmm. did not. I grew up on the Wii. Um, okay. Interesting. Man, I think I think the Wii is my favorite, only because I poured hours and hours into Lego Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that was on the GameCube, right? Well, it was on the Wii too. Well, yeah, but originally. Well, I'm just telling you what I played, okay. and what's my favorite: the that's... complete saga. That's true. On my Wii. That was on the Wii. Uh, and then Lego Star Wars 3 for the Clone Wars. Very good. Wii Sports Definitely. Pro. I found out like six months ago there's actually a platinum medal in some of the mini games. It changed my entire life. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, and that moves right into the fifth one, which is favorite game. Um, I'll take this one first. Favorite game, <laughs> Skyrim. Um, I love Skyrim. It's so massive. I love the gameplay. There's just not really another game like it unless you go to Fallout, which is made by the same company, which mm-hmm. has the same mechanics and everything. Right. Um, the same faction system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's probably my favorite, but you knew that already, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did you actually figure one out? Because I knew you were having a hard time um, trying to figure one out. I'll narrow it down to one. Uh, I'm going to go with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That's kind of the point. <laughs> Forgive me for liking multiple uh, I'll narrow it down to, was one okay? Forgive me for liking more than one <laughs> video one? game, sir. I'll narrow it down to one. Is that, is that okay? Uh-huh. No, just your tone. I was like, I guess I'll, is one okay? I just want to make sure that that's fine. Anyway, what was it? I kind of stole your thunder. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Because it has so much content, a ridiculous amount. It encapsulates everything the series is, and it is always a fun time playing with other human beings that are decent people. Right. No one in particular. No one in particular. <laughs> he doesn't know any decent human beings. Um, it's kind of sad. Yes. But, okay, so... Yeah, those are both really good games. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to move on to favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, you can go first on this one. Oh, boy. Um, I'm pretty sure we have the same answer. Um, or, well, I can't um, remember. Yeah. Because I know there's a, a few people that I know that... Anyway, you just go before I say anything. I'm actually going to go with the unpopular opinion and say Return of the King. That's the unpopular opinion. Uh, I think so. Everyone I've Seriously? ever talked to, everyone, says two towers. Everyone I've talked to is like two towers is the best because oh. it's the Battle of Helm's Deep and it's a big old battle. But but and that's why uh, the movie is good. No, but Return okay. of the King is the one that wraps everything up. It's the exactly. one that ties everything together. And even though it didn't include the part in the book where they go back to the Shire and kill Saruman, they which didn't have time. Would have been amazing. I understand why they didn't. And the movie that we got is phenomenal. And I perfect yes. movie. Other than that. If you couldn't tell, I agree. Because mm-hmm. Two Towers... It, okay, Two Towers is amazing. The movies kept getting better and better and better. Fellowship of the Ring... Some people don't like the Fellowship of the Ring only because it has a lot of stuff about the Shire and it builds up on the story. Mm-hmm. I like the Fellowship of the Ring. 
It's a good movie. Correct. Uh, Two Towers is even better. Like, there's Helm's Deep, um, the Aragorn, and trying and mm-hmm. Legolas and Gimli trying to chase after Merry and Pippin. Yeah. Um, the Ents are even okay. Like, I know some of it's kind of like, can be kind of boring, but just because it just drags on and on. But mm-hmm. it's still really good. The Battle of Helm's Deep, possibly my favorite battle. Honestly, in the Lord of the Rings, just because of the way they did it. Yeah. Um, but still, Return of the King edges it out, only because mm-hmm. Aragorn's my favorite character, and he comes to his destiny comes to its conclusion as far as its its uh, arc to where he's going to reach his peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just wraps everything up in a nice little bow. Yeah. Um, which I really like. I did not think that that's an, a popular opinion. It is for the people I've talked to. Really. I don't know. I can't. Dang. I can't explain it. Huh. I mean, I. I know a few people have told me that, but I didn't think that was mainstream. But okay, maybe it's fine. not. That's well, they're just all the wrong. opinion I've heard more often than not. They're all wrong. So okay, we're right. Obviously, our opinions are facts. They are. These are these are facts. Uh, we have two different facts in between the two of us with these answers, right. but they're still fact. <laughs> um, next one is favorite book. Um, you go first on this one. I have mine. Yes, my favorite book is the sequel to Six of Crows, which is Crooked Kingdom, again, by Leigh Bardugo, who created the Darkling, fun fact. Uh, Crooked Kingdom is better than Six of Crows because it keeps developing the characters, keeps building the world, and now that we've been introduced to all the characters and the plot, it's able to expand on what we already know, develop the characters deeply, finish all of their arcs, and give us a story that is absolutely unrivaled. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I haven't read it, so I guess I've been recommended to. I highly recommend um, it. Well, that's well, that's great. I'll probably read it at some point. Um, my sure? favorite book, which could be considered a volume, depending on who you ask, um, is the Lord of the Rings. Okay, I feel like that's not one book. I feel I feel like it is, because like... because you know it, it's, it's technically six books. Um, that's true. But whenever you think about it, I'm going to use the Bible as an example. The book, it's, it's, it is a book. That's a good point. The Bible is a book. That's true. It has different books within it, which are basically like, which have their own chapters, but it is one overall story. With The War of the Rings, it starts to finish, and it's like he it's like he never stopped writing. If you read it all the way through. one movie, I get it. No, but there's massive breaks in between that. If you, if you read... Fellowship of the Ring yeah. through Return of the King. It's like he never skips a beat. Uh-huh. It's like it's like he, mm-hmm. all the chapters just go together. So it's one cohesive story, and I and I just love that because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he released his three books, but they're actually six books, and it's actually all part of the War of the Rings volume. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. I know that mm-hmm. some people may disagree. Interesting, Devin. I um, I will allow it this once, um, but just because it's War of the Rings, if right. it was anything else, probably not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's my favorite um, as far as that goes. Okay. Um, next one. That's fair. Is thanks. I like to be fair. Um, what is your favorite worst nightmare? I feel like. That's... Feel free to read some of these off too if you want. I feel like that's Whenever just you're... what's your worst nightmare. No, what's your favorite worst nightmare? My worst nightmare is a. Don Cheadle-less movie. Um, um, the one I'm going to go with is... 
The one I'm going to go with is um, two extremes of Worst Nightmare, which is nonstop social interaction or no social interaction. Either one of those extremes is absolutely that's that that was that was wow that's that was yeah i mean well i mean compared to okay compared to a movie without don Cheadle, right my bad (laughs) like that like why are you whining at that at this point my my worst nightmare legitimately would not have don Cheadle in it that is a part of it because if Don Cheadle's in it, I feel safe and secure. I feel like that's an unintended side effect, as opposed to well, the root of the. Problem. No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm tying it into my joke, which actually John Cheadle would not be my worst nightmare. <laughs> um, so, my worst nightmare. Never existed. My worst nightmare would be. You know, you know, you always have those dreams about you go to school in your underwear. Yes. <laughs> Is that a yes or a no? It's like a yes, but you don't know where I'm going with this. I'm trying to figure out that he actually did. Um, it's stereotype. I'm not saying you had that. Okay. But I'm just saying that that's I feel like, like people a stereotype. talk about universal dreams, and like 90% of people have never had it. Right. 10% just screams it really loudly. In a dream. You what? I forgot my shoes once. Must in a dream. Pretty traumatizing. School, and then the next day, a girl forgot her shoes. No joke. I don't know how you forget your shoes. It's prophetic. But yeah. She forgot her shoes. She forgot her shoes. Or she just said she did, and they were just in her bag. That's just... Still, she wasn't wearing shoes. Huh. Well, well, I was going somewhere with that point. Yes. I don't remember what it was. Great continue. Well, so, like, you have those dreams. Like, uh, uh, some people have those dreams of yes. going to school or going to a public place uh-huh. without, you know, without underwear or with underwear on. <laughs> uh, I would... my 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 nightmare would be... Wearing normal clothes without underwear on underneath. You mean you because don't do that? because then no <laughs> because then I would still have the weird feeling, oh, gosh. but no one else would know, <laughs> and that makes it worse. I feel like it or doesn't. no 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 but or or like... my worst nightmare would be I'm wearing normal clothes, everything's normal, but I still feel like I'm naked, like. Like, just, like, I still have that, like, crushing feeling of I am not wearing any clothes, but I'm completely fine. So then I think I'm going insane. That's how you feel if you wear a watch for, like, years and then take your and watch take off, it off at all. Really? Yes. Are we going to borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Uh, what is your favorite era in history? You have to go first. I have, I have, mm. I have a couple. Um, I have a couple. Which one? AD. <laughs> That's a cop out. Any any sort of time period. That's a cop out. It's an era. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the stereotypical answer. That sounds droll, but Victorian isn't droll. Not Victorian, actually. Okay. Um, although, you know, that might be a close second. Um, I'm gonna go with the '80s, but not for the reason that most people the would. '80s, because you know you most like people. Mo- 
No. Um, <laughs> the hair is great. He seems like yeah. kind of like a hair guy. That alone seems is like not... that's a, that's like that's like up there whenever he's thinking about periods. When I think period. of time periods, I think of more than hair. Thank you really? very much. Shocking, I know. I know, man. But for me personally, it's not really the style as much as it is for some people. I know some people just really like the style, and that's the only reason why they like the '80s. But for me, it's interesting because. I know people that lived through that. Mm -hmm. So that's a time period that I've been able to hear a lot about from people that actually experienced it. So in that sense, it feels slightly more familiar than something like the Victorian era mm -hmm. because I can hear people talk about it like nostalgically because they were actually there, not just because they like the style or the aesthetic, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I didn't know you were going to go this recent. Like I, I was, I was thinking right. history. Well, see, but I like it because I can hear about it firsthand. That's fair. That's Which fair. Like my, like my is difficult. Right. Like my great for other grandmother. Areas. I, I like studying World War Two, mm -hmm. and she lived through that. Like I didn't. She passed away like a few months ago. But it was like I always wanted to like talk to her about it because she lived through it. She lived through the right. Great Depression, or she was born in the Great Depression. But she lived through. Um, you know, rationing. She lived through sending mm -hmm. the boys over to go fight in Europe and in Japan and all that kind of stuff. So it would have been interesting to get her insight from that. Mm -hmm. Hearing about um, it firsthand makes it interesting. Right. She had right. a friend who actually had classified information that she could still not huh. say. Like, and she was in her really? like, 80s. Yeah. Right, like at she the nursing not, home? Yeah, at the nursing home. She could not say. Because yeah, she, like she, yeah, it's, she couldn't. It's it's insane. Man. And I'm like, what could be classified she, still? So, <laughs> What was it that, like, where they didn't tell them what they were building, but they, like, still were like, individually building parts for? What was that? It was the Manhattan Project. Yeah. The it wasn't the people on. designing, it wasn't the people designing the nuclear yeah. no, bombs, the lady, but it was the person making the, the lady it was people that, making the parts. The lady that had this, like, was working on that. Like, that had the information. Also, right. Or worked on that. <laughs> so, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, she still could Yeah, that, that explains why. She still why. couldn't see mm. anything. Um, but mine, I love World War Two. Oh, that's pro that's my favorite war to study, but my favorite time period is probably 1765 to 1815. Okay, that is a okay. that is a 50 year gap. It starts. It mm -hmm. kicks off with the acts that happened in, in the colonies, mm -hmm. in the American colonies. Um, I, can't, I always get them confused, but I believe the Stamp Act happened in 1765, and then mm -hmm. it ends with the the um, kind of like the War of 1812 winding down, mm -hmm. and it goes okay. through. The acts of the colonies, it goes through the American Revolution, it goes through much of the French Revolution as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things were happening in Europe, as like in England and everything as well. And then it, it kind of ends with the British trying to win over the colonies a second time. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of just kind of, since I'm an American, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like we win a war, we build the country, and then we fight another war. And it's like, yeah. and in the end we're still standing. So it's just like an interesting thing to study and then also learning about the french revolution because that thing is crazy <laughs> it's insane power changes hands like 12 times or something it's so it's so insane yeah but yeah that's like i don't know how like that seems like to me like a half of an era hmm. which i guess is just a century at that point right. but yeah that's I mean, that's my take on it we're defining era loosely just right a period of time is it is it like is era like a, spec a specified amount of time i don't think it is I don't know. I think it's I think it's like a, spir a a period of time to where something dr like 
something um, brings a certain amount of time together. So it's like one thing defines an era. Like one thing defines what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. World War II, the World Wars, that was an era. The Cold War is an era. The Cold War era. So one thing was the... Uh, was the subject of all those years mm-hmm. so and i'm defining yeah. era for mine as just an, a, a period of time that people i know lived through right uh now we're moving on to star wars again so briefly you all briefly, briefly. you all know our first favorite star wars movie mm-hmm. rise of skywalker okay it's rise of skywalker is beautiful movie um I can't, I can't even go any further than that. It's no. Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Okay, Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided, and you guys know that, we're very passionate about that, and we'll find anybody to the death who says any different. Um, Maybe well, not to the death. You seem so hesitant to fight anybody to the death over anything. Uh, over entertainment. Wait, I think you said at one point you would fight somebody to the death over Specific this. entertainment. Did I? I don't remember. We'll have to find that. If um, I said that, then I stand corrected. I will. I will prove it to you. Okay. Um, I am hesitant to clip. I am hesitant to kill people over entertainment. Whatever. I will fight somebody. It doesn't seem worth it to me. I will. I will have. I will fight them with all of the passion that's in my heart, and all my hatred will go into a very civil debate, where we end it still respecting each other, and respecting each other's differences. And this question: How violent is that? Is what is our second? favorite star wars right because again you already know our first one right uh you go first okay i want to know what you um think i'm actually gonna go with episode four okay i think that it is better than the prequels i think Mm -hmm. that it introduces everything phenomenally i think it lays a solid foundation for everything that came after I think it's better than the sequels, and I think it's stronger than six. If you want more info on that, listen to our other podcast. Yeah. But we already discussed it ad nauseum. I think it lays a pretty good foundation for what's to come, and I think that that makes it the second best one. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was unexpected, but, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Um, well, I disagree <laughs> with you, in fact, uh-huh. that it's not my second favorite, but I don't disagree with anything you said about the movie. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite is episode, my second favorite is episode three. Love episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to hate on the prequels hard, completely, and just said they're all bad. Um, but I'm going to bring this up for a second. Whenever we're talking about 7, 8, and 9, the reason why I don't like the sequel trilogy is because it ended bad, in my opinion. But whenever you talk about the prequels, it started, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. It set the foundation. That's really all it's supposed to do. Second one was horrible, but it ended fine. Yeah. And so it made all the other two bearable because it made because it was a good movie, um, and it brings up brings about Darth Vader um, and Obi Wan and Anakin's fight. You know, it helps if you watch the Clone Wars, but their fight is really um, it's really compelling and mm-hmm. it's really like tragic, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's just all the way around. There, there's so many lightsaber duels in that movie. It's so epic, mm-hmm. um, more than what's in the sequel trilogy. Like it's and it's and it's not okay <laughs> at all. Um for the sequel trilogy. Revenge of the Sith, you've done nothing wrong ever. I love you. Don't don't be mad. Um but yeah, that's my second that's my second favorite. For me that would be my third favorite. Third favorite. I considered it, but I think that while three wraps up the prequel trilogy really well, mm-hmm. four sets up a trilogy really well. Yeah. It it really does. It was a tough call for me. 
Because right. 3 does a pretty good job, better than people give it credit for. And by that point, they were really addressing the problems that arose with the prequel trilogy. We can discuss that later. But well, well, we will discuss it later. Far, yeah, far, farther off in the future, because we have other things we want to do. Not just talk about Star Wars. Correct. But we will address it at some point. Yeah. Next question. Hmm. Since we're on the topic of Star Wars, favorite thing about the cameraman? So, it turns out we really like to talk about things that we like. Yeah. So... So we're going to make this into two-parter. Um, so come back next week and you'll be able to see the rest of what we talk about. Um, and then after that, uh, we'll be on to more movies or talking about whatever the crap we want to talk about. Because yeah. we like to talk about things we like to talk about. But uh, until As then, does. we'll talk at you next week. Farewell. Farewell. <laughs>